This is Proper Bard, where one poet reads several poems and discusses not only the journey to produce them, but what inspired them to do it. I made a notional promise to myself when I began doing the podcasts that I would not record on the day that I was supposed to publish. And here I am recording on the day (laughs) I'm supposed to be publishing. It has been very, very busy this week and I actually wouldn't have it any other way. Next week is Mental Health Awareness Week and we'll be doing a special podcast on the theme, which is loneliness. I have produced for the advocacy group that I work with seven videos all on the theme of loneliness they all link together my own personal journey and they're all with poems set to them i also next week will be talking in front of a bunch of people on zoom about my lived experience of loneliness but we are getting ahead of ourselves this week's podcast is about life and work and the fact that i'm finally after the best part of five years beginning to get the balance right The stars have very much aligned in the last six weeks for me and I've managed to organise things that if you told me a year ago I was going to do, I would have laughed at you. But now here we are looking at doing an open mic at an actual festival. I will be performing in a pub for the first time since lockdown. All these things that previously were, well, maybe I'll get round to doing that at some point have become real tangible events that I need to organise myself for. And I find myself thinking I need to find the balance. I need to have a mix of genuine excitement and then downtime. Because for somebody who has a fairly large, what's the word I'm going to use? Basket. (laughs) Which probably might not be the right word to use. There is a big basket of issues that I carry around with me and anxiety is one of them. And what that can do in certain situations is make me feel very, very nauseous. I have thrown up before gigs and after gigs on Zoom. And it's very useful when you can do that because there's a toilet literally just five seconds away. I'm going to go to actual venues and I don't know how that's going to work. Because I'm a serial overthinker, there are moments where you start catastrophizing about everything that could possibly go wrong in a situation. This is not helpful and it's not useful. I need to find a way to balance these two things, my actual performance and what I think my full performance is going to be. And we need to make it so that I can work my way through these things and cope with them. First poem this week, and we're still wading our way through the uh, Nalpo Rimo National Poetry Month stuff that I wrote last month. Seems a long time ago now. This is the last poem that I published. And this poem is one of the first poems that I ever wrote in the hope that it would do well in competition and it didn't and having looked at it when I picked it out of the pile and having extensively rewrote it I feel a lot more comfortable about it now than I did back in the day this is the last war sound does not exit it remains aeroplane speeding train only ground perception shifts memory Inversion gone, standing still, muteness grows. Noise departs in constant permanence. Eyes upwards, mind recalls. Childhood's differing resonance. Single spitfire, steam's tender wheels. Life was new, threats indistinct. 
adults' tasks solve, mingle within life's near end. Lost. Friends' care does not die, it maintains in transport, air remembering, remains looking there, or passed away. Shows we come and go, mind's changeless rhythm, vanishing. So before we talk again, next Wednesday, I will be doing something that I have dreamed about for a very long time, and that is being part of a book launch in which I have a significant interest. Well, one poem isn't really a significant interest, but it, it is when it's in an anthology which is dedicated to people with neurodiversity. When I saw this particular submission pop up, I knew I had to take part, and it was in the middle of lockdown. I picked two poems that I thought were the best indicator of how I reacted to the world. And one of them is included in the book. And next Wednesday evening, as part of the Nottingham Poetry Festival, I will be in a Zoom room with, I think, 26 other people. And this is quite a serious undertaking. I'm, I'm very impressed at the organisers for doing this. We're basically all going to read one poem each and hand over from one to the other. So it's a giant chain which will take you through the entirety of the neurodivergent experience. It's a fantastic book. If you can get hold of a copy, I strongly suggest you do. It's not just because my poem's in it. The rest of the poetry that is in it is absolutely stunning and it gives a really clear, unfiltered look at what it's like to be neurodivergent and to try and explain to somebody else how that feels. And a lot of time for me when I try to explain to people, well, I'd love to do this more, but sometimes I'm physically unable to communicate with people. Sometimes I can't actually bring the words out of my head into my mouth to explain to you what's going on. It's odd trying to be a poet or being a communicator when you can't use the words properly. And that whole work-life balance for me, as I manage to get one to actually level with the other, it becomes easier. When you go too much one side and end up obsessing about the mental health side of things or about your own mental health, you get lost. Somebody said to me this week that those of us who do suffer from negative experiences are far more resilient and far more capable of dealing with that than everybody else because we're used to it. It's something that happens to you day and night sometimes and therefore you, you create the coping strategies, you build resilience into yourself. And I think that's very true, but at the same time, it can then be very easy to get overwhelmed and lose sight of what really matters. What this experience, what podcasting and writing and talking to people has done is given me a, a vital objectivity that I didn't have before. And it allows me to look at situations and think, well, actually, maybe I'm looking at this in the wrong way. Maybe if I shift myself and actually look at it from a completely different direction, things will become easier. And, and a lot of the times it does. And I think the confidence that I have gained in the last six months or so has been really helpful and really useful and give me the opportunities I need, but to use them in a better way than I was using them before. I have a, a lovely little story that I have submitted for something this week. And for the first time in my entire professional career, I had to reduce the font size on my page of professional achievements because there was too many of them to actually fit in on the normal font size that I use. Suddenly I have appearances, suddenly I have publications, suddenly I have stuff that I can talk about that isn't embellished or isn't wishful thinking. I have 
stuff that I've done. I've worked hard for it. And what it's doing now is it's giving me the confidence in return to keep moving myself forward and keep trying to achieve and making that CV so big that I'm actually going to have to start cutting stuff out. And I think that's the plan now. (laughs) When I can cut stuff out of my CV, there's too much to talk about, then I'm definitely getting somewhere. Second poem this week was also a contest entry. And again, I picked it up, looked at it, edited it and realised that actually I think I know why I didn't win. This is Impressor. I am beginnings of a bright, cold day, nights before now embers, burnt markers sitting, cooling in their grate. Elderly combustion served. You are detritus, Payment passed between wood and sky, fire and air. Both spaces, different days' significance. Ascension marked in place. This is epiphany. Occurrence redefines a contrary viewpoint. Decision born. Fallow land invites new growth. Emergent happiness within. That was a life before, willing more, pitch black moments taken, buried or forgot. Fresh fuel in effort, transformed into joyous morning optimism, knowing this sun will rise. I will be reading at Kendall at the end of June at the Poetry Festival at the Open Mic because I'll be lucky enough to actually be there. When I knew that this was going to happen, I sent an email to the lovely lady who's organising this. And to my total and utter surprise, they replied back, not only knowing who I was, but complimenting me on the last poem that I'd read at the Open Mic, which I do every other month, reasonably without fail, for Wordsworth Grassmere. And that, I think, was my massive epiphany moment. To have somebody who I'd never met and never spoken to to be so complimentary about me, but to then compliment me on a poem that I really like and I really wanted to perform was just a genuine, joyous surprise. And this is what I want to try and capture going forward. I want to be the person who finds joy in everything that I do. And to do that, I have to make sure that I don't get too mired down in the details and I balance it with a healthy dose of reality. So this is where I need to be. This is the work-life balance that I need to maintain. Can I do it? I don't know, but you know what? I'm gonna give it a damn good try. Proper Bard, which was written, recorded and produced by the Internet of Words. Thank you for listening.